0: Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hello again and welcome to Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of 1970 Masters champion Billy Casper, looking back at the 83rd Masters tournament, which even as we sat there inside the press building a week ago, having spent the entire week out there watching Tiger and practice rounds, watching him play in the first two rounds. I don't think we could have even at that point in time realized what was about to happen to the golf world with major number 15 coming to fruition on Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, really. Well, barely afternoon. At Augusta yep. National Golf Club, and for for Tiger to do what he did, and the way that all played out was something else. And uh, the the reverberations around the golf world and the sports world continue here some uh, six days later. Bob Casper uh, joining us uh, live from New York City, and uh, you know from Augusta to New York, Bob. Uh, welcome back. How you doing, man?
1: I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Uh, it, what what are your thoughts as you've sat and pondered? Still, it's it's pretty remarkable, isn't it, to to consider what we witnessed last week?
1: No doubt about it. Uh, I think the thing that was um, pretty interesting to me is as I as I read and I looked and and went through everything and and, and as we experienced um, what it was like to be there on the 18th hole and watch Tiger greeted by a bunch of players, you know, uh, Justin Thomas and Bubba and. Ricky Fowler and all all the guys that were there, past Masters champions, Mike Weir, that kind of thing. I think the the golf world was truly grateful that Tiger Woods is back and that he's that he's playing competitive golf and he won his uh, fifth major uh, major championship, green jacket. Um, I i fifteenth of all time. Uh, I think it I think it was a, a phenomenal thing for the game of golf.
0: Yeah, it's hard to argue that for sure. We're going to get into all of that, uh, talking about this, uh, the importance of this win, how it happened, how big was this? Uh, Bob just alluded to some of those things. And then what now? It's, it's interesting. The first thing people want to say is, will Tiger win again? Well, whether he wins again or not, enjoy the fact that he's won again at a major championship. Never thought this would happen, honestly, truly. If you've been listening to the show, you know that. We'll talk about it as we continue here. This Masters Recap Edition... Of Real Golf Radio, thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at callawaygolf.com/ai
2: Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees.
3: If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent.
2: A message
1: from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags
0: should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and
1: high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Chrome Soft
1: isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said... They might be onto something and try doing the same, but they can't. Because Chrome Soft is the only ball engineered with a graphene infused dual soft fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving Chrome Soft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com.
2: Now, back to Real Golf
3: Radio with Brian and Bob. Yeah, I, I do because I I just did it, you know. <laughs> uh, I was able to play some of my, my best golf uh, over the last, basically, I think, the last three days. And uh, The first day was a little bit here and there, but the last three days, I, I really played well.
0: Tiger Woods talking about the weekend and believing that he did it because he just did it. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the all-new Chrome Soft, Callaway Chrome Soft X with Triple Track Technology. It's available in stores as of yesterday. Get yours today. You can also get the ERC Soft with Triple Track Technology in yellow and help support uh, Children's Miracle Network and the Play Yellow initiative that Jack Nicholas is, um, is all about as well. So pretty cool stuff that uh, Callaway is doing with their golf balls. Check it out at callawaygolf.com. And uh, you heard from Tiger Woods there, uh, really, really impressive stuff. What what Tiger was was able to do. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, it's hard to put into perspective. It's it's all anybody wants to talk about right now, and for good reason. Tiger wins major number 15. He wins overall tournament victory, PGA Tour victory number 81. So let's talk about first of all, Bob. Um, you talk about your your reactions and your thoughts. The way this thing went down, it, it was almost like it was almost like a, a, a heavyweight boxing match where the guys were just sort of dancing and and uh, and kind of touching gloves and sort of looking at each other and jab, you know no, nothing was really happening for that front nine, and then we get to twelve, and both Tony and Molinari hit balls in the water and you could just see Tiger goes thanks, boys, there's my opening, and boom, he jumped right in. And and being in that last group was was crucial for him, and he was able to go on. And, you know, at that point in time, it was some serious precision golf. I mean, he just literally hit every shot that he needed to hit going down the stretch, didn't flinch, and the other guys were pressing, and and there was nothing they could do about it.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree totally with you. Um, Tiger made three birdies and two bogeys on the front nine, and he was one under, and then bogeyed the tenth hole. And then, like you said, once he saw uh, Francesco Molinari hit the ball in the water at number number twelve, um, I think Tiger was going for that spot in anyway um, over there to the left, in between the bunkers. And, but uh, but that gave him that gave him his opening that he needed. And then from that point on, you know, he was uh, he did the things that he needed to do on the back nine to get um, to get and maintain the lead. You know, uh, the birdie at 13, um, ha, you know, two-putting for eagle. The birdie at 15, two-putting for eagle. Or from two-putting for birdie when he had an eagle opportunity. And then uh, and then the birdie at 16, uh, hitting that beautiful shot there to the right of the hole and having it come right down about within about a foot or so. Um, and then, you know, when he got to the 18th hole, he, all he needed to do was basically make bogey or better uh, to to win the golf tournament and that's just exactly what he did.
0: Yeah, he didn't hit that thing anywhere where he shouldn't hit it on 18. Nope. He knew exactly what he was doing and and uh, we've seen him do that in wins in the past where hey bogey's good enough, okay. And if he needed to make a par, I believe he would have been able to make a par. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it was it, it was similar in the fact that the the players around him sort of all fell off. And he emerged the victor, if you will. Not not that he backed into it by any means. I don't mean to say that. But it, it seemed like that's how he would win major championships in the past, is he'd be up there and guys just would melt. I mean, Tony Fino talked about the tiger factor going into Sunday and that there, there are tiger effect, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, so that that's still in the minds even though Tony wasn't even really around back in the day but he watched it you know as a young kid and so that seemed to play itself out a little bit Molinari was completely surprising I didn't even know that guy had a pulse or a heartbeat let alone you know that he would ever flinch I don't think I've seen him um, you know crack like that uh, he stared down Tiger at the Open Championship last year, and then for him to come out and hit the balls in the wa- you know hit the ball in the water on 12, and then in 15, I mean, really surprising uh, the way that he uh, played that back nine because I was I was telling you all the way along as we were watching this thing, I'm like they're eating Italian, and next Tuesday, <laughs> you next year on Tuesday they're eating Italian. This is I'm telling you, Molinari does not crack. He's not gonna it's not gonna happen, and and surprisingly uh, it did, and or he did rather, and and Tiger was able to to st- step in, but. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable scene Uh, and it it didn't seem to be anybody that was disappointed about this other than the other players and even the other players appreciated what they were able to be a part of and that there was history being experienced and both as you pointed out in the opener uh, both from uh, the past champions and and those of the the game that he dispatched uh, a decade ago to the current players who have yet to see Tiger Woods play at this type of level and and I'll go back to David Duval's comment. You know, these young players have said in the past, you know, we would just love a crack at Tiger Woods when he was at his top form and see how we'd do. And David Duval said, the hell you would. You know, David duval has got probably yeah. PTSD from all the times that Tiger Woods stole major championships and other victories away from him. This was a man who was once number one in the world, and he's like, you really don't want a part of this. Well, I think now you've got guys like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Tony Fino, Francesco Molinari, uh, Xander Shoffley and others who basically Tiger stole a green jacket from. So th- as excited as they are about seeing Tiger return and all that, he did <coughs> to them what he did to Chris DeMarco and Ernie Els and David Duvall and so many other people on different occasions stealing major championships away from them and in particular green jackets in this case. So yeah, look t- Tiger, major number 15 and this this was definitely the the biggest win that I can think of in in recent history, and and now you start to say, well, where does it rank amongst Tiger's fifteen? Where does this rank among Masters wins of all time? Uh, what what are your can you even start to tackle any of that, Bob? Well,
1: you know, I, I was thinking about uh, what you were saying about David Duval and about uh, the guys in today's game. You know, guys guys in today's game are feeling their oats, man. They they wanted Tiger and they wanted the best of Tiger. And as we've all said, you know, um, don't don't wish for something that uh, that you're not going to like. Definitely, um, but you know, it, it's it's interesting. There's a tiger factor, definitely, uh, especially in the final group of a major championship. And and both uh, Tony and Molinari were were affected by that that tiger factor, no doubt about it. That you know, it's really really the first time it's ever it's happened for Tony. Uh, Molinari played with him in a final round, but not a final group at the Open Championship. So um, that's the other interesting thing. And then one more thing that, that I thought of is that, you know, when, when Tiger has won all of his major championships before all 14, before he was leading the golf tournament going the final day, he was not leading the golf tournament in the in the final round. And he hung until there was that opening. And and because of that, um, this is a new chapter in Tiger's life, especially with winning a major championship. This is the first time he's been behind in in a major, go and uh, ha- having to win a major championship from, you know, a couple shots down. And so to see that that transpire, now now he has 15, and uh, you know he's the betting favorite for um, next month at Bethpage Black, and. Um, it's it's just a new it's it's a whole new thing. It's it's going to be really cool to see what happens the remainder of the, the year. A lot of people asking and and thinking, um, you know, can Tiger win another major this year? Is he going to win more tournaments this year? Uh, I I think the sky's the limit right now because uh, because of the resurgence of Tiger and his, his next event will be in Charlotte in a couple weeks.
0: Well, he he doesn't have to doubt whether no. or not he can get it done because now he knows. That's why I think that was so poignant in that opening quote is, yeah, I believe it. I just did it. And yep. f- you always maintain that should he ever go on to win that 15th major, it opens up the door again for another run and that 18 is in play. And I I, I, I don't disagree with you. And But like I said, I don't want to get ahead of myself on this in in, in t- t- to miss it, to say, well, does he go on and win another one? Does he get Jack's 18? Forget about it he might. I don't know. We're going to sit and watch. We very well may be treated to another smorgasbord of some of the greatest golf we've ever seen and history being made, and we can all hope to be able to sit back and watch that. Having said that, if that was the one swan song, if that was the one time he came back and won a fifth green jacket and a 15th major championship, at least the story doesn't end the way the story appeared to end previously, and to me... That's telling, and, and that's worth something in and of itself. We'll continue this discussion. Masters recap edition of Real Golf Radio. Thanks for joining us.
4: Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
5: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? absolute Absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them.
2: Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob.
3: You can't beat the experience. That's something that you can't pay for. For when you're someone like me, in my in my shoes, still still trying to come up, still trying to win majors, um, still trying to contend. Um, you can't beat playing
1: with the best player in the world, the best that's ever done it, and to see him get the job done is. Uh, it's
3: cool, I wanted I wanted to be getting the job done today, but Tiger's great for the game and again, unbelievable that he's winning his 15th major today. So I was able to hit on both ends of the spectrum, low cuts and high draws. That's, that's not easy to do, uh, so I, I just felt really felt that I had that much control in my, my long game and it paid off.
0: Tony Finau and Tiger Woods, two of the threesome along with Molinari in that final group on Sunday at the 83rd Masters. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. This segment is brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter this week at the RBC Heritage. This week there are more Odyssey putters in play than any other brand. 49 Odyssey, 40 Scotty Cameron, 15 Ping, 14 TaylorMade. Check out the new Stroke Lab putters at OdysseyGolf.com, the number one putter on tour and the number one putter in golf. And uh, we appreciate you spending time with us. You heard from Tony there the perspective of Tony Finau is really, really impressive. Um, Tony is a good friend of ours. We watched uh, Bob and I watched Tony grow up. He uh, in our studio here at the golf course at Thanksgiving Point as a as a, a teenager, as a young kid, he was out at Rose Park and this little, you know, just mediocre muni, um, kind of bad muni, really. And that's where he grew up. But later in his teen years, he'd spend a lot of time out here at Thanksgiving Point. And we'd see him come in here as we're doing our show, sitting right where we're sitting right now. And he'd walk in, wave, get a bucket of balls, go out, hit, come back. You know, I mean, he, would, he just would spend all kinds of time practicing. We'd watch him from that stage to where he is now. And and so there's, there's a human element to knowing a person like that and wanting him to do well and succeed, and the opportunity for Tony to play in the final group alongside Tiger Woods, who 22 years ago, winning the Masters in 1997, inspired a young Tony Finau to say, hey, this is, this is cool, I, I, I want to play golf. And so he chooses to play golf, and then 22 years later, he finds himself in that final group with that very same goat, if you will, winning his 15th. Major championship and uh, certainly Tiger the greatest of our generation inspiring another generation to come up behind him and And I so I couldn't help but root for Tony the entire time which tempered a little bit of my thirst for Tiger history Which I enjoy watching and I've said all along if there's an opportunity for Tiger to win a 15th major I'm there and I was so glad I was there Um, but until until Tony hit it in the water on 12 um, I was certainly rooting for Tony to, to try to chase him down, but you could just sense it. There was something in the air. You could just sense that, man, this thing might really happen, and and it certainly did. It's just it's remarkable. It really is remarkable. Let's look at what Tiger did when we talked about this. Bob mentioned some of this stuff. He was first in greens in regulation, and you heard Tiger talk about how he could hit it both ways. He was able to work the ball. Um, He was tied for 44th uh, with... Um, 120 putts, which you're tied for 44th, and you lead the field in greens and regulation. That's pretty darn good. Second in birdies uh, with 22. Xander Shoffley, by the way, led that stat with 25. He had nine bogeys. That ties for 16th. Tied for second in uh, par-3 uh, birdies with uh, with five, and tied for fourth in par-4 four birdies. So um, pretty pretty amazing stuff. The other thing he went through at the end of his press conference was the clubs he hit at each green. Bob, this is pretty remarkable, right? Yeah. eight four sandwich, four four eight eight, five wood. four or eight eight seven nine eight nine five eight eight eight. <laughs> He's wearing that eight <laughs> iron out.
1: Yeah, he was wearing that eight iron out in that final round. Uh, the other thing that he did is um, you know, the fifth hole was the big talk going into the week. Uh, it was lengthened by a, a good 40 yards um, and made it almost 500 yard hole. Tiger played that hole four over par for the week. He bogeyed that hole every day, um, which was which was astounding to me. But yet, even though that did happen, he was able to get through, um, and and win the golf tournament. Um, also, uh, the seventh seventh time on the PGA Tour that he's had that he's won five or more times at at a venue. So now the Masters, we've got the Arnold Palmer Invitational. FedEx St. Jude Invitational, the WGC, um, Mexico Championship, Farmers Insurance Open, Memorial, uh, and BMW, and no, no, no other player has won more than three times on a particular event. So, um, a lot of people are asking uh, when is he going to win his 82nd time, um, and. Uh, so it, that that will be interesting. That will be the next milestone. Tiger's a guy that likes milestones. He likes to uh, to kind of um, as far as you know records that kind of thing. He likes. He's very cognizant, cognizant of of everything that he's doing with his career. And uh, to win an 82nd time and time tight Sam Sneed um, is is in my opinion is probably going to happen this year and will probably happen around Memorial.
0: All right, well, there you go. Uh, it's, that's certainly possible, and it's, it is interesting. Once Tiger wins, there's a thirst. Is he going to win more? You know, it's a, what have you done for yeah. me lately. They're already on to the next one. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Jaime Diaz is, is a good friend of ours. He works on Golf Channel now. He put out uh, on Golf Channel uh, a ranking of Tiger's 15 major victories in order of awesomeness, which I love, by the way, because there is no definitive – answer to awesomeness. That is, that, that's that, that's as subjective as it gets, right? So he ranks them and he throws them out there. Um, I, I guess just off the top of your head, we can go through a Jaime, the way Jaime ranked them, but off the top of your head, where would you put this one and what stands out in your mind as the greatest of Tigers 15 majors?
1: Well, I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, before I would have said um, Pebble Beach when he won the U.S. Open there and he won by 15 shots. Um, I think that would probably or or his master's victory when when he broke the the scoring record uh, at two seventy. Um, but this one, just from the standpoint of where he was and things that were transpiring with his life, with his back, with his ability to um, even be able to play the game. Uh, I read an article by Nota Bagay that said that he was over at his house at one point where, you know, they, he needed help even to walk around. Um, and with that type of thing in mind, um, I, I think it's probably one of the best. Uh, you know, you look at uh Michael Jack, Michael Jordan saying that uh, that this is this is the best achievement in sport ever. Um, you look at uh, Jack Nicholas winning at 46, and now Tiger winning at 42. Um, I, I think this one, as Tiger put it in his own words, ranks up there with, with the, his top accomplishments as far as major championships are concerned.
0: Well, and it was it's really that comeback that you mentioned, that's what makes it so special. It's a little bit of Jack 86, although Tiger's only 43, so he's not 46 years old, not the oldest, but still... You know, where it had been 14 years since he last slipped on a green jacket and 11 years since his last major championship, it has that Nicholas kind of feel. I, I remember when we started doing this show back in 1999, I was, you know, and even before that, I was just begging like I every time Jack was playing anything I just was hoping that he'd have a little run because I I missed the Jack era. I I remember watching Jack Nicholas play golf but not you know I was younger and I was into my own things and I was you know into other sports and things like that. So I didn't really I don't feel like I really got a chance to appreciate and witness what Jack Nicholas did. So I was sort of hope maybe there's one last little hurrah in there you know the way tom watson went up with Stuart sink that year at the open championship something like that and i think for mm. a lot of people this 15th major for tiger woods was that now the great thing for tiger fans and golf fans is tiger is only 43 albeit an old 43 due to the surgeries and everything but right. so i do think there's some time however it, it the whole thing is remarkable to the fact that it's almost hogan like when Hogan got hit by a bus and almost died, and then came back and won the U.S. Open, everything that Tiger's been through from a physical standpoint, for him to come back and be able to compete, let alone win again in a major championship, is remarkable. And then all the stuff that he went through in his own personal life—really humiliation, embarrassment, um, you know, just just awful things in the public eye—to be able to come back from that with your own spirit, if you will. So you got your body that's all just jacked up. you got, what, four back surgeries to go along with a host of other things. And then you've got the spirit that's been broken by, you know, all the stuff that's gone on, scandalous stuff that's gone on. And for him to be able to still put that all behind him and be mentally tough enough to come back and do what he did last week, I think that's what makes it remarkable. And Jaime Diaz, by the way, puts this as the number one of all 15, which is easy because it's fresh in your mind. Sure. My, my first thought probably would have been Torrey Pines. I thought Torrey Pines had that
1: was another great one. A
0: similar thing. He's playing on a broken leg, and you know you got David and Goliath with Rocco Mediate. I mean that was, and he just made put, he made so many clutch putts. This really, Tiger didn't have to necessarily make the clutch putts down the stretch. He wasn't put in a position. Even his fourth green jacket against DeMarco, he had to make that putt, right? Mm-hmm. And so. That's the only thing that this was missing is it's 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 too bad that, you know, if Molinari or Finau had not hit it in the water on 15, it would have forced Tiger to maybe do something a little bit more special on 18. But, look, that aside, it, the way it unfolded was was certainly nothing short of, of spectacular. Jaime Diaz, by the way, if you want to know, uh, he goes in this order. The 2006 PGA Championship at Medina, the 2002 Masters, the 2007 PGA Championship, which, by the way, the, oh, yeah, uh, at Southern Hills. Um, that's when he celebrated and almost broke his ankle. 2012 Open Championship at St. Andrews. Or 2005, I'm sorry, it was number 12. Uh, 2002 Open at Bethpage. 2005 Masters is number 10. 2006 Open Championship at Hoy Lake, 2000 PGA at Valhalla. Boy, that was a good one. Uh, PGA Championship in 99 at Medina. 2001 Masters, 2000 Open at St. Andrews, 2000 Open at US Open, 2008 at Torrey Pines, 97 Masters, and then this year. So stay tuned. Jason Sobel joins us next. Chrome
1: Soft isn't just another tour ball, it's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low compression, low spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same, but they can't. Because ChromeSoft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving ChromeSoft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com.
0: Callaway's new Apex irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex irons are the ultimate forged player's distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf.
2: At the first tee. Oh, oops. It's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact Sir? both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit firstd.org.
1: The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf
0: Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is
1: inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry.
0: While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores
1: now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your
4: very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip.
6: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
2: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
7: You started it.
2: That's real golf radio.
3: It means the world to me. Their their love and their their support is I just can't say enough how much that, that meant to me and throughout my, my struggles there when I really had a hard time just moving around and this, their in- infectiousness of happiness. You know, that's, it's, you know, I was going through a, a tough time physically. and There was a lot of times when I, I really couldn't move. And so that in itself was difficult, but just to have them there. And then now to have them see their, their pops win, um, just like my pops saw me win here, it's pretty special.
0: There's the human element right there, man. If that doesn't uh, bring all the yep. feels, pretty cool stuff, as you said. You know, he was the one getting the hug from his pops when he won his first one in '97, and then he was the pops giving hugs to his kids as he walked off for uh, Major Number 15. That, I mean, and and by the way, Jason Sobel is going to join us coming up here in just a few minutes. But that side of t- I, this is the other thing. You talk about a comeback. If there's a the comeback, is was winning, right? And then there's the transformation. I don't even know who this guy is. Bobby's high fiving fans as he goes through oh, the yeah. gallery. He's smiling. He's hugging people. He's he's giving credit to his caddy, um, Joe Lacava, saying we did it. There is there was never any we in Tiger. And and now I I don't even know who this guy is. It's it's unbelievable.
1: You know, it was an interesting. Note Begay said that um, he he felt everything that he's gone through has helped him deal with his human side of who he is as a person, not only as a golfer. Um, and in doing that it helped him become um, more cognizant of others um, helped him become a better father helped him become a better friend Um, and you know anytime you go through adversity um, it 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 changes you and it helps you Um, uh, and uh, Tiger's been able to come out the other side with all this adversity that's gone on with uh, with everything in his life and his health and all that kind of thing I you know, he's he even said um, in his press conference that uh, he the difference between these and other major championships is he never knew if he was going to be able to come back and get to this point again, as far as his golfing career is concerned. And to be able to now have won, um, I think it it helps him to appreciate what he was able to do prior and and what he had gone through all this whole time, and now what he what he was able to do in winning this one again.
0: Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. Well, you know, Tiger, of course, winning uh, major number 15 was the main storyline and probably will be for the rest of the year, unless he, of course, goes on and win 16 and 17. And uh, yeah, I don't. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But along with the Masters Sunday, there are there are always additional storylines coming out of the week, and one of those happened to be Bryson DeChambeau picking up his first hole in one of his career. But that's not the one we're talking about. <laughs> it was really the first hole-in-one of our next guest, Jason Sobel, the Monday after. I mean, anyone can do it, you know, on 16 where you just throw it up there and let it come down the hill and everybody's there in perfect conditions. But to do it kind of by yourself, off in the middle of nowhere, hang it up over a, a hanging lie and, and have it hit two bounce and go in the hole uh, was, uh, was remarkable with a 7 not iron, wood. A seven, wood. And Jason Sobel joins us right now after making that victorious hole-in-one, and we were there to witness. Jason, good morning. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you
8: again, guys. Good morning. Um, how much do I have to pay you guys to come play with me for every round? Because obviously you guys might good luck.
0: <laughs> Not at all. You, you should. You never have to pay me to play golf, man. I just love doing it anytime. any time. So, that was awesome yeah, and to look, witness.
8: And it, well, thanks. And as long as you don't mention the other 17 holes, we'll be okay
0: why would we there's nothing to mention you made a hole in one nothing else matters yeah the 17 that's it don't matter <laughs> by the way you played pretty darn good anyway um so can't complain too much but that that was pretty special cool little golf course my first time playing palmetto but cool little golf course and what a great hole to get it i mean bob throws it in there and we think it's about to go in he's sitting like two feet from the hole and then you just go right next shot just two hop it and slam dunk that was pretty sweet
8: I mean, Bob shows me the line, so I knew exactly <laughs> where to hit it. Uh, poor guy. Doc <laughs> went to gimme range on a, on a really good par three and loses the hole. I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I you know, gave him the birdie. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, so for the listeners out there, Bob, Bob went first, and Bob hits one on the line, going at the stick, number seven at Palmetto and we're like, in the air, we're all yelling, like, go in. I mean, that looks so good. It landed just next to the stick, three feet away, two feet away. I mean, it was right there. And then I go, and we're kind of yelling the same thing, but it's almost like, I don't know, is there just something about this hole where everything just looks like it's going right at it, and mine bounced to it. Well, you said two bounces. I thought it was one bounce. I, I blacked out there for a minute, so I don't really exactly know everything that happened there.
0: It might've been one bounce. I, 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 I go with one bounce. That, that's your story. I'll take it. But it, all I know is I did see it bounce and then it was gone. And, and then your, eye, <laughs> your eyes were so big and you looked at me, you came running. And I'm like, okay, I better match this adrenaline or he's just going to freaking fly through me like a linebacker hitting me. But uh, anyway, it was fun. We had a good time. I was, we were happy to be it a part was, of that, man. That was cool.
8: Uh, well, thanks. No, that was, it was actually, it was a really fun day. I mean, besides the whole one, I'm not was standing, that was a fun day. I'm glad we got to play with you guys and- Teddy Greenstein from the Chicago Tribune. That was a, a fun little treat the day after the Masters. If you can't play Augusta, at least you can play with some buddies and go play Palmetto. So that was a, a really go. fun time with you guys.
0: Nice consolation for sure. Yeah. Hey, Jason, so here we are a week later, man. Um, you know, Tiger's 15th, uh, is fifth green jacket. It's still a buzz. I mean, I, re- I wrote down things like, you know uh, how d- how did this happen and how big really is this in the grand scheme of things and what now? it seems like everybody wants to know what now? How would you rank this one against the other ones? Where does this rank all time with masters victories? Those are the kind of stuff you start boggling through your head and I don't know that there's any real definitive answer but with all of those th- thoughts uh, I'm sure that are probably spinning around your head as well what's your what's your I guess analysis here a week later?
8: There, there's so much to kind of rehash and react to over this. Um, I really liked, uh, and it's very rare that Tiger's agent Mark Steinberg gives a great quote, but he had a quote, I believe in Sports Illustrated or Golf.com, uh, I think it was Shibnuck's piece, where uh, Steinberg said, this isn't his greatest win, but it is his greatest accomplishment. And, and I think that really summarizes it perfectly in that, uh, no, you know, 97 Masters, 2000 US Open, one by 15 uh, the 2008 U.S. Open where he's playing on a torn ACL and a broken leg. I mean, those, those were all probably better victories. But I don't think he's had a better accomplishment. And I was thinking about it kind of after uh, while I was driving home after we played on Monday. I mean, this is a guy who's returned from sex scandal. He's returned from addiction. He's returned from a DUI. He's returned from four back surgeries. He's returned from chipping yips. No player in the history of the game has returned from one of those to win a Masters, and he's now returned from all five of those to win a Masters. It, it's truly remarkable. I, I don't think that there's anything he can do when we start looking ahead, and I, I don't know if he's winning another. I don't know who's winning four more. Uh, I have no idea. I mean, I was as of a week ago, uh, I was on the fence as to whether he would ever win number fifteen. So it's really hard for me to be a prisoner of the moment and just say, okay, now he's going to win four more. It's definitely going to happen. I I don't know the answer to that. What I will say is, I don't see any possible way that number sixteen or number seventeen could be any bigger than number fifteen. I, I just think that eleven years from having won his last major championship, this is this was really special. And obviously, if he does get there someday, eighteen and even nineteen would be extraordinarily special in their own rights. But uh, even if he wins two more majors this year, and I'm not giving them to him by any means yet, but if he wins two more, I just don't see how those two are going to be any bigger than the big comeback, uh, the big accomplishment that he had th- uh, this past week.
1: No doubt about it. You know, the interesting thing um, about about this, and as you're talking, um, you know, we're, we're playing Beth Page State Park, which is the PGA Championship Tigers won there in a major championship. He won the U.S. Open there. We're also playing um, – the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. He's won there also, and then the Outlier is is a new venue for the Open Championship. But do you give, do you, I, I mean, is the sky the limit now with is, as far as him winning another major, and, and more majors to get to that 18 or 19 mark?
8: I think so. I mean, at least it's in play, and that's what I kept hearing from players uh, after Sunday had been completed, that we don't know whether he's going to get to 18, but it was sort of a pie-in-the-sky fantasy prior to last weekend. Now I think it's at least possible. It's at least in play. We've seen what he can do. He's proven that he can beat the best in the world at the biggest venues. And, look, if you can win the Masters at Augusta National, then you can certainly go win the PGA Championship at that page. I mean, that's a pretty easy assumption there. Uh, I, I still think the biggest hurdle for him, if he's uh, really, and he's never quite committed to the fact that Jack Nicklaus's record is sort of the the one milestone that he's ever that he's always wanted to reach. Uh, you know, obviously, everyone in the game wants to be as good as they can and wants to hold as many records as they can. But uh, that was sort of a myth that Tiger was always gunning for Jack's uh, eighteen majors. Tiger had that poster on his wall, and he was going for Jack's junior records and amateur records. But it was never really about the major championship record. So. Um, I, I think we make a little more of a big deal about it than he does, but obviously he wants to get there. And, uh, again, it, it's in play at least. Um, I think it's possible. I, I think the biggest hurdle still, and I've been saying this for five years now when Tiger's trying to come back, I've said that uh, you know if he does indeed come back to an elite level, the biggest hurdle isn't his health. It's not uh, his swing. It's not anything besides the other players. I mean, he's... Got to go out there and beat Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka and all these other really, really good players, which I think is much different than 10, 15, 20 years ago.
0: Jason Sobel joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that we keep bringing up in this uh, we've talked about in the first bit of this show is david duval's comment about you know whether these young players want tiger at his best and you know you almost hear a ptsd duval saying you know the hell you do um which i think is the radio edit version of what he actually said but uh point being is these guys um these guys experience that and they might have wanted to see it and they think it's cool, but at the end of the day, I mean, Brooks Kepka, Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, Tony Fino, Molinari, these guys all just had a green jacket swiped away from them by Tiger Woods. Same as David Duvall. Ernie Els, you know Chris DeMarco and others have experienced, you know, over the years. And so, while it was cool to be a part of, it, at the same time, they, you know, Tiger took one that could have been theirs and could have been a life changer. Do you do you see these other players standing in awe the way the other ones that you know yesteryear's pros seem to, or do you think they'll rise up and we'll see some battles where these young guys will be able to, you know, dispatch Tiger in a final group? Well,
8: it's a little both, Brian. I, I think that first of all. Yes, they, to me, they all look like wide-eyed 12-year-olds as they were standing outside the scoring area at Augusta National waiting to congratulate Tiger. They look like they had reverted to their childhoods where yeah. they grew up, and most of them did grow up idolizing Tiger Woods, watching him, wanting to be like him, having him influence them, uh, getting into the game and wanting to be professional golfers. All of a sudden, they're sort of uh, transfixed once again as, uh, their hero was winning a golf tournament right in front of their very eyes. and I mean, from Ricky Fowler to Xander Schauffler and other guys, uh, they had big smiles on their faces because they got to witness this. Now, if they get to witness it again next week, uh, next month at Best Page, and again at Pebble Beach, uh, yeah, it's going to get a little old, but I, I've always believed these guys want to go out and beat the best. They want to beat everybody else playing their best. And uh, if that means that Xander Schauffler, instead of being a Masters champion someday, is telling his grandkids, you know, I came really close, but I lost to the great Tiger Woods. It is what it is, and I I still think that they would rather go compete with a Tiger Woods playing his best and trying to beat him than going out there sort of, I don't want to say backing into a major, because that's not fair, but but winning a major championship while Tiger is uh, on a hospital bed getting getting another surgery. I mean, they, they want to go out there and and beat a guy who they grew up watching. So, uh, yeah, it is a little bit of a catch-22 because they're trying to win majors and they're trying to uh, make names for themselves in their own right and set history in their own right. And yet, Tigers out there, and uh, they're kind of rooting for them. I don't know that there's one player out there. Tony Finau uh, certainly admitted it, and, uh, you know, I'm sure a few others did too, but uh, the whole, if I can't win, then I want him to win. Well, I uh, they're kind of getting their wish a little bit
0: <laughs> that's that's exactly right and that's well said jason uh, we thank you very much for your time it was great to catch up with you last week at the masters and be able to play some golf with you and again congrats on the ace buddy man we'll just start, you need to change your twitter handle from jason sobel itan to jason sobel ace itan
8: <laughs> you know it's funny <laughs> i uh i got back i told a bunch of guys at my club the story obviously and um, and two days ago, another friend of ours made an ace on our home court, and one of my friends says, you know, the, the thing is you, you get to be called ace for as long as you hold the last hole-in-one, but until someone else gets it, uh, <laughs> now they're ace, but you had it for about two days, three days, and now this other guy has it because he made a hole-in-one. It's like, all right, well,
0: that was quick. Did you put the green jacket on him?
8: <laughs> uh, no, we got uh, our course is called West Orange Country Club, so we we have orange jackets in our place.
0: Gotcha, perfect. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. well done. Go make another one today. Take that jacket back, and uh, we'll catch up to you again soon, buddy
8: thanks fellas great playing with you and great talking
0: to you. you you as well jason sobel check him out on twitter jason sobel itan, I-T-A-N which i don't think that's anything to do with tanning um but uh that is uh his twitter handle you can check it out former uh, espn former golf channel just a great twitter follow uh we'll come back uh, some final thoughts here in hour number one next
4: hey travelers
5: that's 800-223-0992. You're listening to Real Golf Radio, now back
2: to Brian and Bob.
0: Thanks to Jason Sobel for joining us here on our Masters Recap Edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper's in New York on his way to Morocco That guy lives an exotic life. Augusta, New York, Morocco, and then back. Anyway, uh, coming up on the back nine, we'll check in with America's favorite caddy. We'll ask him about uh, Joe LaCava picking up Masters victories from 1992 to 2019. Pretty impressive stuff. And more on the Masters. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio.
4: say radio news with Wendy King
7: A strong storm system barreling through the south on Friday killed an 8-year-old girl in Florida and threatened to bring tornadoes to parts of the Carolinas and Virginia Storm Prediction Center meteorologist John Hart says the weather patterns should calm down now
9: The storm that has produced uh, so much of the severe weather for the past 2 or 3 days across the southern and southeastern United States is moving offshore. And so uh, through the weekend, the storm will be off the coast. The threat of severe weather will have ended and the weather will get much quieter across the nation.
7: Democrats on Capitol Hill are calling for the Attorney General to release the full unredacted report from Special Counsel Robert Mueller. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler has issued a subpoena for the report. A DOJ spokeswoman is calling the subpoena premature and unnecessary. This is USA
10: Radio News. It's amazing, but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, healthcare, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your healthcare. It's MediShare and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong, it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this? Just call 855 90 That's 855-90-PSALM. 855-90-SALM.
7: A presidential candidate turns down a donation. Here's more from USA's Rick Vincent.
4: Democratic presidential candidate Robert O'Rourke tells a group of supporters in New Hampshire that he's returning a donation from a group he promised not to accept money from.
9: I was just told as we drove in that we accepted on, on one of the last days of the FEC filing period a check from a lobbyist. We are returning that check from the lobbyist because we declared
11: at the outset that there would be no money accepted from lobbyists.
4: The check was reportedly from a Chevron lobbyist in New Mexico for $250, according to the Washington Examiner. Earlier this week, Bloomberg reported O'Rourke declined his signed a pledge spearheaded by climate change activists that would have bound him to refuse to accept any donations from the fossil fuel industry.
7: Paris is singing and giving thanks that most of the Notre Dame Cathedral is still standing. There were prayers and thanks on Good Friday. A fire four days earlier burned through the cathedral ceilings, but the structure was saved. You're listening to USA
12: Radio News. The best sleep of my life has been since I got a MyPillow and since I got my Giza Dream sheets. I have to tell you, I've slept in some great hotels in my time, but nothing like these Giza Dreams sheets. Now go to MyPillow.com, click on the Giza Dreams sheet special. You'll find out all about them and use my promo code USA to get 30% off and free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Giza Dream sheet special, use my promo code USA.
7: It was a tearful sentencing hearing in Riverside, California for Louise and David Turpin for abusing, starving, and shackling 12 of their 13 children. One of their daughters read a statement.
12: They wanted to give us a good life. They believed everything they did was to protect us.
7: Some of the children have permanent health issues from being malnourished and mistreated for so long.
11: From Television
7: City in Hollywood. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played...
4: That made
7: Jimmy Kimmel will be hosting a new TV special honoring All in the Family and the Jeffersons. ABC announced a press release on Thursday saying the 51-year-old television personality will present a tribute to the classic Norman Lear series. Live in front of a studio audience, Norman Lear's All in the Family and the Jeffersons. The tribute will recreate an original episode from both All in the Family and The Jeffersons. Woody Harrelson and Marissa Tomei will play Archie and Edith Bunker in All in the Family, and Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes will play George and Wheezy Jefferson in The Jeffersons. All in the Family ran for nine seasons during the 70s, and The Jeffersons ran for 11 on CBS. The live 90 minute special will air May 22nd on ABC. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy
11: King. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400.
2: the second nine the finishing holes the closing stretch it starts now here's the back nine our number two of real golf radio with the steady stripe it down the middle make every putt because it's in your blood bob casper and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper brian taylor is brian and bob
0: Welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us each and every week right here on the show, celebrating 20 years of broadcasting and talking golf with you right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. His dad was a guy you may have heard of, Billy Casper, who won the Masters back in 1970. He was the last one to win in an 18-hole playoff. And uh, you know he was pretty good in playoffs. Also uh, dispatched Arnold Palmer in the 1966 U.S. Open in a playoff after uh, being seven shots down with nine holes to play in regulation. Tied him, beat him the next day. Pretty impressive stuff. So I imagine that it's it's not too dissimilar. And by bringing that story up, because obviously Billy Casper's a great champion. He won 51 times on the PGA Tour and three major championships. So. Ride, perfect Ryder Cup record, Ryder Cup captain, you know the whole nine yards. But um, the 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 difference is, is when he got in that situation with Arnie in 1966, Bob, he didn't, well, he wasn't hope. I mean, Arnold was trying to break the scoring record on the back nine there, and Correct. he wasn't, you know. He did joke to Arnie when he made the turn, uh, you know. I, I just hope to finish second. Uh, but he he, he was going to go out and try to beat him as well, and and he did. He wrecked it like a guy wrecking a perfect game, you know, in in the ninth inning or something like that. I mean, he 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 wrecked it. And and these guys, I, I don't want to fault them. I think we can all appreciate what Tiger did, and I think they were doing their best to try to go out there and win. But I wonder if they're, if guys are as crusty as maybe what old Billy was back in the day when, when Arnold Palmer, who was the king, you know probably equivalent to what Tiger can do uh, with, with galleries and crowds and stuff like that. Um, you know your dad played right there in that Arnie's Army effect and was able to get it done.
1: Yeah, it, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it, you know my, my dad when he got on tour, his, his thoughts were that he wanted to win the US Open. Um, he felt that that was, um, the pinnacle of major championships and winning, winning the national championship with his, you know, his, uh, his pride for, um, winning our country's national championship. He did that in 59 and then having the opportunity to, to do it again in 66 and, uh, and beat Arnold Palmer in that, that 18 hole playoff was a, a huge thing for him, but, uh, the top of the pinnacle for him, I think, was when he won the Masters in 1970, and that's the place that he always wanted to to go to, to be at um, each year, and he loved being at the Masters and Augusta National.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and then, you know, well-deserved as well with a, with a huge win. Runner-up in 69, winner 1970. Stay tuned. Hour number two continues next. Caddy joins us in about 20 minutes' time and more Masters discussion right here on Real Golf Radio. Yeah. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new epic flash driver with flash face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – the way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI.
12: The new Chrome Soft is better from T to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover which feels incredible. Under the cover of the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons, it's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Saw. The new Chrome Saw from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball.
6: We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf.
2: At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit firstd.org.
1: Big Bertha, it's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core. A totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at callawaygolf.com.
2: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob.
3: You know, I really haven't thought about that yet. I'm sure that I'll, I'll probably think about you know going down the road. Maybe maybe not. But right now it's a little soon, and I'm just enjoying 15.
0: Tiger Woods on the next step of chasing Jack Nicklaus. See, we all want to know what's next, man. The guy just accomplished one of the greatest comebacks in history. It's like, hey, hey, what about Jack now, huh? What about Jack? Not that there's anything wrong with the question. And by the way, Bob, I did want to clarify, that was less of a commentary in that opening hour, uh, beginning of the hour. It's more of a commentary on your dad than it was a commentary on the guys that were trying to beat Tiger uh, on Sunday, uh, for sure. But I mean, it was, I think it was poignant. So now, Tiger turns his attention back. Well, I don't know if he does. We all turn our attention back to Tiger's pursuit of Jack's 18 major championships. And 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 I said that people asked me this just yesterday. We were talking. A couple guys asked me. And and I'll reiterate what I said in the in in hour number one. It's important for me, at least for me, it was it was important for the whole history of what Tiger did. Which by the way, Bob, I'm looking at our picture in the studio here with Tiger's four major <laughs> championships. It's finally obsolete. <laughs> I figured as soon as I bought that thing in like 2006, it would be obsolete, and here it is finally, uh, all these years later, it's obsolete because there's there's only four showing in there instead of five. But for me, it always felt strange that this story would that the that the ending of that story would be the way it was, that it would. S- you know, it was scandal, it was back surgeries, it was just he couldn't go anymore. It just seemed,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I, I thought this, this is not the way I want this story. And we have been the benefactor of watching history play itself out. Tiger just chasing history and doing some of the greatest things that's ever been done on a golf course. That, to me, regardless of whether you're a fan of Tiger Woods himself or the person or the golfer, to be able to see history – to me, is cool. Like to be able to witness that is one of the things that I've really enjoyed the most in these 20 years of, of covering golf. And it just seemed odd that the story was going to end the way it is, the way it yeah. did. And we, as we've come to grips with it over the years, we have said, look, not everybody gets the John Elway ending where you just win the Super Bowl and retire on top. It does. It's not necessarily that way. Um, but for for Tiger, at least now. And to bring this back, we, we got a chance to watch him win again at Augusta, a fifth green jacket, which always seemed weird that he would never win again at Augusta after they quote-unquote tiger-proofed it. That was just shocking that he won four so quickly and he wouldn't get another one. So for him to come back and win, we saw that. We saw him get back in the winner's circle in a major championship. And even if he never won again, we... Another generation got to experience what it was like to watch Tiger Woods win a major championship, win a Masters tournament, and if it if it all ended now, at least the ending, the story feels more complete. Whether he chases down Jack for 18 or not, it feels it feels like a more appropriate ending, huh?
1: Yeah. And and to think <clears throat> at the beginning of last year, just a little over a year ago, we were talking would he ever win a golf tournament again? Um, especially, you know, with everything that he was doing last year, and we saw it uh, coming into last year, excuse me, and then we see him win at the end of, the, end of the following year uh, of last year, excuse me, um, in, in the Tour Championship. And then to, to thank the first major of 2019, he comes out, he's in the mix, he's in the final group, and he does it again. He wins his fifth green jacket. Um, it, it, it's it's something that that we thought would we'd never see again in our lifetime. Tiger winning another major championship is, uh, let alone a golf tournament, based on where he had been and what he had what had been happening to him. Um, you know, in reading that article that Nota Notabgate uh, did, um, you know the to having been, you know, he, he basically couldn't sit up. Um, he basically couldn't walk. Um, he needed somebody's help, um, and Noda said he kind of had to put his arm around him, and Tiger would put his arm around his shoulders, and and Noda would help him walk. Um, to see him go or to visually think about that and and, to, and uh, visually see him go from that point to where he is now, to where he, you know, he, as Sobel said, he's, he he went through all these different things um, and uh, all these things in his life and to see him get back and get in the winner's circle last year and then win a major championship, it's uh, it's it's mind-blowing.
0: Nah, it's truly. Hey, Bob, real, real quickly, and we'll get to the caddy here in about three minutes, three or four minutes, but mm-hmm. how about the Masters tournament itself and what Augusta National – continues to do year after year for hosting just incredible major championships. Uh, I mean, Tiger wins at 13 under par. It seems like it's somewhere between 10 and 14 every year, and which is, which is fine. It felt like there were a, a lot of good birdies out there. There were some eagles. There were some holes in one. There was a lot of roars and excitement. It's a great show, and they were dealing with some of the most uh, – you know, moisture that they have received mm-hmm. on that golf course in years—it just got pounded. Not only was it a wet winter, but then just the week of the Masters itself—you know, a couple inches of rain—and right. and so the technology that they had to be able to put the to be able to still present a golf course that was a challenge for these players, but also to be able to just put on an event that provided so much drama to have the to have the ability to move that move it up to a sunday morning so that the play could end before the storms were threatening even though they probably could have went gone ahead and and, and played it at the normal time but Correct. you don't know that but they got it in i mean it just they, they just continue every year to impress and hopefully all the other major championship um you know the, the bodies the governing bodies that are hosting major championships are watching the way augusta does it because if you want to present an event that is thrilling to watch just provides drama every year and just continues to attract people's uh you know sports fans not to mention just golf fans that that's the way it's done
1: yeah, no doubt about it. They they understand. They've got their hand on the pulse of their golf course, um, and they understand what to do to make it um, competitive. One of the things that was interesting is there was, what, three or four rounds, bogey-free rounds in the, in the the in the first three days. I think there was like four. There were none in the final round. They made that final round, the golf course, difficult, especially on the front nine and when it got to the back nine you know 10 11 12 were extremely difficult but from that point they let the guys play and uh and the way they set it up uh you know allowing the guys to uh if they hit good shots go for greens in two um have an opportunity to make eagles and birdies um and then you know as always on the on the 16th hole putting that in the position where guys have a chance to to make a birdie or can get the ball real close or possibly even a hole in one and then guess what you get you got to strap your your boots up, because uh, 17 and 18 are no gift, and you've got to play some great golf coming in those final two holes. But it all comes down to the back nine, and that's what's great about the Masters.
0: It's ter- it's terrific. Uh, I'll, I'll go back and, and mention Tony, and we'll get to the caddy here in a minute, but Tony talked about afterwards, you know, hitting that shot in the water on 12, that he just hit a little chip cut nine. And, and I, I'm listening to what he's saying, and I know that number's there, and I'm fine with the chip nine. It's the yeah. cut part of it. You can't, right. you can't right. cut it, man. You can't cut yeah. it. I mean, the, and my, what I mean by that is, is that that flag looks so tempting, and I'm sure Tony's thinking he's got to go after it a little bit. But you notice where Tiger hit it, right over that bunker. I mean, that is a lesson. Anyone that's listening that has an opportunity to play the Masters at some point in time. It's over the bunker on Sunday. Don't even mess with it. You just it's just too many, too many masters have been wrecked right there on that simple little, teeny little par three. And uh, I, again, I know I'm simplifying it, but just you can't cut it into that flag. Just go ahead and knock it straight over the bunker and, and, uh, you know, make, you can two putt. You can make par from anywhere on that green, but it's tough to make par out of the water, out of Rays Creek. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, yeah. I agree with everything you said there. Good stuff, Bob. Stay tuned. Caddy joins us next.
5: up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 405 2561 That's 800-405-2561.
4: Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call.
5: Eight five five three two five one seven eight oh. That's eight five five three two five seventeen eighty.
2: Now back to real golf radio talking golf back when three hundred yard drives were big
3: for real. Here's Brian and Bob. Now I'm starting to do it and starting to to play with them and and do things in their sports and it's something that I had always missed. I always felt I could do pretty much anything physically, but then for a while there I just couldn't couldn't walk. So now I'm able to play golf again and, and do it at an elite level again.
0: Tiger Woods after winning his fifth green jacket, 15th major championship, 81st PGA Tour win What a weekend, what a history was experienced and uh, viewed by all of us, and hopefully you enjoyed that. I'm sure you still are, but uh, anyway, I will welcome you back to the show. Brian and Bob with you, thanks for joining us. Bob uh, in New York City on his way to Morocco, no big deal, invitation by the king, just what he does. Uh, By the way, this segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Apex uh, and Apex Pro irons. The Apex Pro 19 smoke irons are forged tour performance irons with advanced distance technologies. Let me tell you, there's definitely some distance in there. And they're designed with a stunning new smoke PVD finish, apex smoke medallion, and a smoke elevate shaft. They are sexy looking. Uh, I know Bob decided to go with the classic look of them, which they offer that as well. But uh, let me just tell you, that the first few rounds that I've been playing with these uh, pro Irons, they are phenomenal. Uh, the distance is incredible, and the feel is, is uh Same as my blades. They're just fantastic. Check it out. Callawaygolf.com and the Apex and Apex Pro Irons. All right. It's time to get out with to America's favorite caddy.
2: There are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour.
1: While we can neither
7: confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper,
2: here he is. The
0: Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy joins us live right here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, good morning. How are you?
9: Caddy's a little tired this morning.
0: Yeah? Well?
9: Yeah, you ever You know, the nice thing about living in Salt Lake City is you've only got one airport, and you can't go to the wrong airport when you're going to pick someone up at midnight.
0: (laughs) Well, that's true. Hey, Caddy, I'm going to put you on hold one second. Dave, can we see if we can maybe get him back... Oh, are we gonna get that hum gonna go away? Okay, all right. We had our our That's better. our friend the uh, the hummingbird hanging around in the phone line there for a minute. But um, hey, Caddy, I wanted to ask you real quickly uh, your your thoughts. Here we are a week later. You know, Tiger Woods wins the Masters. I, it's it's mind-boggling. I, I don't think any of us thought we'd see him win a tour event, let alone another major championship. And he's done both now in the last six months. What, what's your thoughts on what you saw last week?
9: Uh, when you go back to the summer and the Open Championship, which he almost won, the PGA, which he could have won, the Tour Championship, which he won, I don't think this should have been that surprising. Actually, um, he's, you know, it, like Molinari said in his interview. Well, you could pretty much see it coming, and you look back and go like Yeah, what? Why didn't we see it coming?" <laughs> so. It's a pretty pretty a uh, pretty cool accomplishment, but uh, it certainly didn't come out of the blue.
1: So what do you having said that and you, you, you said the words you could pretty much see in coming, what do you think is going to be coming forward the rest of this year? especially with the idea that we're paying, playing Beth Page in a major, We're playing um, uh, Pebble Beach in a major. Let alone the other tournaments that he likes to play at Quell, Quell Hollow and uh, Jack's event uh, at Memorial, that kind of thing. What do you see coming?
9: Well, the, the general reaction is to, to go overboard one way or the other. Uh, you know, when someone's playing well or playing poorly, other oh, playing poorly, other oh, finished. Let's go watch Jordan Spieth. Or now they're playing great. Oh, Tiger's going to win the next 14 majors. This is incredible, right? So. Look, there's, if you look at how he's played and uh, lately, um, I guess you'd have to say that he and Brooks Kepska are, are the two best players in the majors for the last three or four majors, right? It's kind of hard not to. Um, so he seems like he's healthy. Um, let's kind of ignore his age for a minute and say, well, a healthy Tiger Woods, um, he's proven he has no problem winning again with the uh, mental side of it uh, um, there's, there's no reason to think he's not going to win a few more there's just no reason to think that it, he may never win, win another one but uh, gosh I mean if, if the back holds up he could you know win. why not go almost to his 50s and still have a chance to win a, a tournament physically don't see any reason why not
0: yeah i think that's the key right if his back holds up and it seems to be fine that's you know he he did say he has to get up at 3:45 in the morning for a 9:20 tee time just to get the body ready to go so but i guess that's a small price to pay for a guy that's was at one point in time unable to get out of bed not too long ago
9: i heard more than a few stories from from people saying that they walked into a gym near a golf tournament at 4.30 or 5 in the morning and Tiger was working out so I, I don't think the getting up early thing is anything new for him I think he used to do it just as a matter of course yeah. um, and I, I think maybe he remember he, that commercial they used to run where each tour player was getting up earlier than the, and the, than the next one I, I think maybe he saw that commercial and said well I, I better get up at 3.45 a.m. or Ricky Fowler's <laughs> getting up at 4 so <laughs> that's all that's all, that's all that's about yeah yeah um, Look, it's going to take, I think he's probably got to spend quite a bit of time just taking care of his back, but that's his job. That's what he does. Um, he's worked pretty hard. He's a hard worker, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but you hear lots of stories that he works pretty darn hard at it. So I don't think if uh, he's, he's going to take care of himself. Um, there's, I mean, look at him. He obviously takes care of himself. Um so, yeah, I mean, the, the expectations can and should be pretty high.
0: Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. There was some nice stuff that was written on the Caddy Network uh, for about Joe LaCava and winning with his man Fred Couples back in 1992 and then again with Tiger Woods in 2019. That's pretty incredible, uh, quite quite the longevity and the, the span there. Uh, what What's your take on that? And then um, – also Tiger afterwards saying we did it and Joe talking a lot about how impressive that was and how important it was for Tiger to recognize Joe in the process and that they did it as a team as a caddy and player that's not unusual for a lot of other caddy player relationships but it is a bit unusual for Tiger who I don't think had any we in him I think everything was I uh, back in the day so what what's your what's your take about uh, Joe and and his influence on Tiger as a caddy and as a friend and as uh, you know as a teammate
9: well, from what you've read, um, I think uh, I think Joe and Tiger are pretty good buddies. It sounded like Joe would go down and just hang out at his house, and you know I think they're they're obviously pretty good friends and pretty close friends, and um, yeah, that's that's uh kind of not unusual um, for for a caddy or a player. Um, it it is different than what the persona or the perception of Tiger's been for most of his, most of his time though, everybody talks about how he's just a different guy, um, that, than he used to be. And it, it does seem, it does seem that way. Um, but I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm, I don't know Tiger well enough to really say how much different it is now than he is then. It, it, it seems from what we're seeing and hearing, we're seeing and hearing, uh, a, a little bit a little bit different guy not quite as uh, cold and calculating um, but that that may have been just what he showed everybody back then too he may have been like that with his friends the whole time we just didn't know about it till now
0: hmm
1: interesting what what, uh, what were your final observations on the week? Um, as far as everybody's play, um, uh, you know, Molinari, uh, Tony Finau, um, we've talked already about Tiger, but you, your thoughts, um, Kepka and Shoffley, all those guys coming at him in the final round and him able to hold them off.
9: Yeah, it was a, another great Masters. I mean, we we get spoiled with that tournament every year. It seems like something, something cool or fun or exciting is you know, not necessarily desirable from all the players' points of view. It's happening. Um, Shoffley, I thought, could have pretty easily have won that tournament. He he seemed to miss a lot of putts on the weekend. Uh, he played great. I think, you know, I, I think he has great potential to, to win a lot of big tournaments. He seems to be that player. We'll see what happens going forward. But he seems to be one of those guys who just has it. And I know a lot of the caddies feel like that, too, about him. Um, DJ kind of was under the radar the whole time and then had a flurry and gosh I mean he was uh, there, there are lots of guys who could have won that tournament Molinari um, I think it was surprising to see him hit that shot at 12 um, it looked like he got a little aggressive on the line I'm not sure maybe he was trying to hit it over the bunker but he hit it right in the bunker for sure so that I think I was a little surprised to see that probably everybody was because he was bulletproof until just about that moment in time. And then, you know, of course the pine cone on 15, that was, he looked like he was pretty surprised. He's like, well, there's a tree there. You know, that's what his reaction looked like on that shot. Um, So I was, I was not expecting that to happen from Molinari, but he sure handled it well. Um, he handled it really well in all the interviews and stuff he didn't seem like he was it was gonna ruin his his, his dinner um, that was kind of interesting <laughs> so. yeah but everybody I mean lots of guys could have won the tournament it was you know cantley had a can'tley seemed to have uh, a struggle after he got at the top of the board he he kind of went away right away um, you know it's you know it's his first time there in a position to win a major it's a something he's you know lots of guys have to learn how to how to get through that and ha- how to handle it it's a different deal like bob jones said major championship golf and golf are, are two different games and then until you're in them you don't you don't know how to play until you learn how to do it so.
0: that's good stuff caddy man we appreciate you taking some time so did you in that opening sentence you're talking about salt lake airport does that mean you're you're coming you're, you're coming to visit
12: Oh,
9: I can't wait to get out west. I'm uh, getting closer. Yeah, But you're not going to believe me until it really happens.
0: I don't. I know. (laughs) Yes, we won't.
9: (laughs) Yes, we won't. Someday. Someday.
0: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Caddy, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. There you go. That's a caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Uh, we'll take a short break. When we come back, hey, let's talk about the other guys. Uh, we had pre-tournament favorites coming in, which, by the way, Tiger really wasn't one of them. Yeah. I did throw him in there sort of as a a courtesy in my top five, if you will, because you said, well, shoot, you know, who knows? But really seemed like a quite a long shot. We'll talk about the guys that we felt like were going to come in and win. And then find out how they actually did. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle... Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save a thousand dollars off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And
11: here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. Uh... Something is getting closer. Holy! <clears throat> what the? And that'll cost him.
12: It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction free.
0: We are farmers. Bum, bum,
1: bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy
0: golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO
1: Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor
0: industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both
1: are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You
11: can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win play your best golf.
0: Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new epic flash driver with flash face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one – the way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com AI.
2: You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade.
7: You've started it.
2: That's real golf radio.
0: Alright, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Remember how I used to say that as a kid, Tony Fina would walk in here hit balls? Oh, well, he just walked in. Back to the future. He's out practicing, playing golf. He played at his old course that he grew up on. I mentioned Rose Park, and he shot a 61 yesterday out there at Rose Park. And <laughs> Now he's out here today to I guess get a little practice round in as well. Men's opener at Alpine Country go. Club, which is where he typically plays close to home, and uh, so he's probably getting out here to play a little round but um yeah it's good to see him 61 bob yeah not too shabby nope not at all all right so let's talk about let's talk about these guys so the leaderboard ended up like this obviously we had tiger woods he shot 70 so he he opened and closed with 70 had 68 67 in the two middle rounds he shoots 275 13 under par and he he wins by a shot at the end of the day um, but over Dustin Johnson, Xander Schauffele, and Brooks Koepka. Yep, two shots back at that 11-under mark were Tony Finau, Francesco Molinari, who played in that final group with him, uh, Webb Simpson, and Jason Day. And then right behind him in the tens were John Rom, Ricky Fowler, and Patrick Kelly
1: So now that let's round it go- out the top 10.
0: Yeah, and so let's talk about the guys that we had coming into this thing, uh, who were who were our pre-tournament, you know, favorites. And we, we had four guys that I think we narrowed it down to. We had Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, mm-hmm. Ricky Fowler, and Tiger Woods. Yes. No, Dustin Johnson. Uh, sorry, Dustin. Tiger was my fifth. So yeah. Justin Rose. So Rory McIlroy was the pretty much everyone's odds-on favorite going into it. And then you had Ricky, Rose, and DJ. Those were my top four. And then I threw, if, hey, for a top five, let's call it Tiger Woods. Okay, And so you, then you start looking at where the guys. So, so oh, look, DJ finished a shot back. So that was a pretty good yep. pick. Um, Ricky
1: Fowler, a couple shots back, three shots back.
0: Yeah, Fowler's in there at, at 10. So he's but, right there, but then you got to scroll all the way down to tied for 21st at five under par with Rory McIlroy, who opened with 73 and then went 71, 71, 68. You know, and then and we said maybe Spieth will catch fire, and he opened with 75, came back with 68, 69, 71. But you got Rose missing the cut, which is really yeah. surprising.
1: Yeah, that was that was very surprising. He missed a putt on the last hole um, on the set on the the 36th hole, um, to, uh, to make it in at, at three over par, um, but, uh, ended up at four over par and missed the cut. Um, interesting that Rory and, uh, Jordan Speeth both ended up at five under par. Rory shot four under par in the final round, Jordan Speeth one under par. Um, but, you know, you, you, you got, you got two good ones up in there with, uh, with Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson now the number one player in the world after his second place finish. He was number two going into the week. Um, but the guy that the guy that never or that still doesn't disappoint is Brooks Kepka in, in his last what six, eight major championships, here he is finishing second again. And a guy that looked like he was going to uh, have a pretty good opportunity to win this golf tournament, he just missed. He hit it in the water at twelve, and he missed birdie putts down the down the stretch that would have given him a chance to beat Tiger.
0: Well, you start looking, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you talk about trending, you know, and I've I mentioned, you know, Brooks Kepka, you know, he went 33rd, 21st, 11th, and now second. Right. Um, so you have to think that he's a guy, you know. He, well, he didn't play the one year last year because he had the wrist injury, but then in the ones that he's played in, 33rd, 21st, 11th, second. Um, You could make a similar case to what, you know, Dustin Johnson, three straight top Mm -hmm. tens, and now second. So this is his, this is DJ's best finish. He was fourth in 2016, and now he's second this year. So you start looking at 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 trends, DJ, and of course it's a bomber's paradise there at Augusta. I think that's, you know, that that's that's nothing to hide. We see you got Brooks and DJ up there. Xander hits it plenty far. And Xander went from T50 to runner up.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, that's a quick jump. Um, Ricky Fowler uh, finished runner up last year. So he goes 11th and then second. And then what, what was the actual? Tied for five? Tied fifth? Tied six?
1: Uh, Fowler was tied for ninth.
0: Tied ninth. Okay. So. Yep. So you know, so again, another top ten. Yeah, another top ten. So you again start looking at that type of thing. Jordan's a um, stellar record. You know, it's not awful. Worst
1: finish he's had in the ma- in the Masters.
0: Which was T was he T21? T21. Yep. So, so you go two one two eleven three twenty one. Yes. Okay. So again, I I said you got to pick Jordan as one of the favorites. Until his record changes, and I guess his record has changed now. He's human.
1: Slightly, yeah. His records changed slightly. He's still. (laughs) I'll tell you what. He still um, has the best record in his in in the first six years ever in the Masters. So.
0: So there's something to that. So if we're going to yeah. go back, Bob, again, so much can happen in the next 12 months, right, before we get, yes. find ourselves at Augusta again. But when we're doing our Masters preview show 50 weeks from now, and we go back and we start looking, okay, well, let's take a look at what happened last year. I mean, Tiger wins by a shot over Dustin, Shoffley, and Kepka, two over Day. You know, who do we start looking at? Because Jason Day another one that's just had really good finishes at Augusta National. But, man, the guy seems to get hurt a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony went T10, T5 T- in two starts yeah. at Augusta John Rahm is trending John Rahm's having some good stuff there Xander Shoffley, obviously we can see what he's doing out there So, and and Kepka, who, who do you pick next year? Do you say Tiger? I mean, here's well, the interesting I, I think thing in about park- Tiger well, I'll just point this out before you go on to the the interesting thing about Tiger is Jack won his six green jackets over a span of 23 years. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Next year, be 23, 23. years.
1: Well, I, and you know, and I was going to say, you know, maybe he ties Jack with his sixth green jacket next year, and maybe he ties Jack with his 18th major next year.
0: Oh, Bob! Wow.
1: <laughs> That'd be pretty crazy. So
0: that you're would mean him that he win, win the next three two. this year. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> hey, I haven't won one in eleven years, but I'm going to win three this year.
1: Well, it, you know, maybe maybe that's not the case. Maybe maybe it's just that he wins his sixth green jacket and he uses the Masters in a future year to to tie Jack. I don't know, but uh, Tiger's definitely the guy that's the that is the betting favorite going forward for the rest of the year. Right at the moment.
0: Okay, so um, I don't, but before we get to that, because I might, I wanted to ask you if you're going to, if you would put your money on Tiger at Beth Page. But before we go there, what about next year? Just to answer my question. What about next year? Who's your favorite? Is Tiger your favorite next year? I,
1: I, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it remains to, to be seen. What I happens know, but the what we know year, right but now, he's not, he's not my favorite for next year, but he already is the favorite for next year. <laughs>
0: So who are you picking next year? I mean again, for what we know right now, what we saw, do you like do you like Kepka again? Do you like DJ?
1: Well, there's so many that are in the mix right now, but if I if I were to pick my favorite for next year, and I don't know why I'm saying this, I'm just going out on a limb, I'm going to say Ricky Fowler.
0: Yeah, so Ricky, I mean, continues to play well.
1: Yep.
0: Ricky was one of the picks this year. Justin Thomas uh was uh, T12 at 8 under par. I, I mean, You really think about the opening round derailed a few guys. I mean, yes. Justin Thomas shot 73. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Cantlay, well, he had two, two 73s. Webb Simpson played well, and he opened with a 72. That was his worst score. Of course, he had that 64 on Saturday. That doesn't hurt. Uh, Xander Schauffele opened with 73. Otherwise, had pretty pretty stellar round. It was 65 Friday, 70-68 on the weekend. You know, Patrick Cantlay shot 64-68 on the weekend. That's yep. that's pretty impressive. Tony yeah, Finau three of those shot, guys
1: shot 64 on Saturday. Yes. Simpson, Finau, and and Cantlay.
0: That's right. Uh, Finau shot 64-72. I will point out that the, the only green numbers, meaning not red numbers, is in under par of the top ten are the two guys that were playing in the final group with Tiger Woods, right. Molinari and, and Finau. That's,
1: and that's the Tiger factor. And and let's not forget if if it not for the weather and them trying to get in front of the weather, and um, and and finish the golf tournament uh, on Sunday, um, Tiger wouldn't have even been in the final group.
0: Man, no, it would have been uh,
1: Molinari and Finau, with Tiger in the penultimate group, the second to the last group, um, and and having. <clears throat> Getting into that final group was was crucial for Tiger because you know for the most part the winner comes out of the final group, but with him being behind going in, behind Molinari and he's allowed to stare him down in the final group, I think that's what uh, what what was one of the big factors for him.
0: Yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't don't disagree. So perhaps the golfing gods all coming together on that one uh, to help get Tiger into that final group. So. Uh, it's gonna be. I think it's not gonna be too different of a of a of a pick next year for me. I think I'm gonna talk about DJ Kepka, yep. Finau, Jason Day, Shoffley. Uh, you know, Rory. Um, yeah, Rory. Yeah, it was disappointing. It was Ricky? You know, again, Justin Thomas is trending a little bit. He's starting to yep. get there. You never know. Phil Mickelson, not too shabby. You know, tied for 18th, and you know, for being 40. What is he? Eight years old. 47 years yep. old.
1: Yeah. 48.
0: So not not too shabby there. Adam Scott, I mean shoot, the guy played some phenomenal golf. Couldn't buy a putt. Which by terrible the way, terrible on
1: the weekend. What's you know, that? 69, 68 in the in the first two rounds, seven under par, and then then comes back with even par and one over par in in his final two rounds.
0: Here here's your putting stats. By the way, we always say it's a bit of a putting contest there. Francesco Molinari number one in putts. Patrick Cantlay and Ricky Fowler tied for second. Justin Harding, he came out of nowhere from South Africa. That guy, you know, uh, keep an eye on him, see what he does in the future. Uh, and certainly. he
1: finished in the top 12, so he's invited back for next year.
0: Which is huge. Uh, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, and Jimmy Walker all tied for fifth in putts. So, Dustin mm-hmm. Johnson, top 10 putting as well. along with Bryson DeChambeau. So, kind of some interesting stuff there. Stay tuned. Final thoughts next. <laughs>
5: Call right now. That number is
4: 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
5: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio.
0: Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thank you for joining us here on our Masters Recap Edition of Real Golf Radio. Yeah, they are playing uh, in Hilton Head. Some weather delayed, and they're finishing up second round this morning. And then, look, looks like weather's going to hold off. I'll be a bit windy for the weekend there at Harbortown. But uh, otherwise, it's been all Masters talk, and rightly yep. so. Uh, an incredible win. Tiger Woods, a historic 15th major championship, 5th green jacket. That leaves him just one behind Jack Nicholas in the green jacket category and three behind Jack in the major championship category, one behind Sam Snead in the all-time wins on the PGA Tour record. So, again, if you like golf, if you like history, if you like sports, this is going to be a fun year, 2019, to watch and see what Tiger's able to do to uh, pursue all of those golf you know, milestones, if you Mm -hmm. will, uh, historical milestones. And and we saw one of them this last week, and and it was incredible. Again, my take is, will he win more? Potentially. But right now, at least we were able to enjoy what we enjoyed. The ending didn't end with the back surgeries and scandal. If, If the ending happens now with Tiger Woods and the Tiger Woods story, at least it's on a major championship and a Masters victory.
1: Well, and going forward, I think what's going to be interesting to see with Tiger Woods, is um, you know he's won twice in the last six, seven months. He won the Tour Championship. Now he's won a major uh, at the Masters. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to pick up another win here in 2019 to tie Sam Snead, um, and then uh, and then when you know when and if he gets another major championship.
0: Well, that's what we'll all be tuning in to watch. When yep. Tiger plays and he's playing well and winning, boy, people love to watch the game of golf. It's good for everybody. It's thanks to those who joined time. us today. Jason Sobel, uh, you can check him out. He made a hole-in-one with us on Monday at uh, Palmetto Golf Club in Aiken, South Carolina, which was cool. Also, thanks to the caddy who joined us as well. Our producer Dave Glauser. For Bob Casper, who's on his way to Morocco, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio.
2: Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.